This is the M6P with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared Mayo. Jared Mayo, what's up, man? Andy Kirby, how the heck are you, brother? <laughs> I'm doing good. We're winding down. We are leaving on Thursday. Today is, what day is it? It's Monday, right? Yes. Man, we are leaving on Thursday, which means that this episode has to be out by then. Ooh. We should have done this every episode. Always had some sort of deadline that you were leaving the country, so the episode got out quicker. I know, I know. On average, <laughs> I think it took me a week, but it was pretty. Uh, I was pretty steady on a week, you know. You, so you were, and so you're flying out of Louisiana, or yes. So we're flying out of New Orleans, and then we're heading to Newark, and then from Newark, we're going directly to the capital of Togo, which is Lome. Now I'm I'm surprised there are flights from Newark to Lome. You're telling like, me, are man. Daily flights. So next, uh, actually, I think there is one almost every every day. Yes. Uh, really. And next month they're going to open up uh, direct from Houston to Lome. How crazy is that? Wow. How long of a flight is that? From from Newark, it's nine hours and forty five minutes. I was trying to explain to my kids like the time difference and everything, and they were like, "I don't understand." Where does the time go? And I like I was like, if we're flying faster than the Earth is turning, then then we're beating the time zone because the and I was trying to show them with like balls up in the air, trying to <laughs> spin them at different rates, and I'm like, if we're here, it's just and I don't think they got it. They mm-hmm. they haven't flown before that they can remember, so <laughs> Well, that homeschool education. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, you got to get creative, you know? <laughs> I just throwing balls up in there and. <laughs> I'm like, and that's time. And that's how time works. And they were like, but where does the time go? And I, I told them something that I truly don't believe. And I was like, well, time is a made up construct from that man made up. And, but I don't believe it. I do believe it's like a physical property that like changes. So anyway. Now, so why did you show them a ball and not a flat piece of paper? How would you... What do you mean? What do you mean? Are you saying that you're not a flat earther? Oh, <laughs> have I said that I'm a flat earther? <laughs> no, I just okay. thought maybe you were. <laughs> okay, I just thought you were talking about a previous conversation we may or may not have had. Um, no. <laughs> do we need to get into this? This is embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> How dare you call me out and I don't even know if we've talked about this. <laughs> the, the, I think that there is something to an earth that is bounded. How about that? But I don't necessarily think the shape's flat. You don't, you don't think the shape is what? Flat. Okay. So, the thing that gets me is that when... Now, God can do anything, right? But when Jesus returns, yes. it says that the whole earth is going to see him. I would like to think it's not talking about, like, video and CNN and stuff. Um, but so if you work the... You know, just like in Independence Day where he's drawing the picture of the satellites and the light... Uh, what is it called? Line of sight of the satellites. And so you you know what I'm talking about or no? Have you never seen this film? No, I have. Okay. 
Do you remember when he's drawn the picture and he talks about like they're using our own satellites against us because they're sending the signal everywhere? Right. So he draws it, and basically, if the line that he's drawing is light, let's assume that when Jesus comes back, there's a, just a bunch of light, right? The glory of the Lord. And so then, so people on the other side of the earth won't be able to see it unless the light wraps around or unless the earth is a different shape or it's bounded somehow and it reflects this light. So anyway, that's really the only thing in my mind that would say, okay, it's a different shape than we think. Mm, interesting. I did not understand this. And so also, you know, it says in the book of Revelation that the four angels on the four corners of the earth are mm-hmm. holding back the winds. And so, you know, I don't know if that's figurative. If you talk to anybody, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's figurative. It's, the you know, all over the world, I guess. I don't know. But it's still, still interesting. But there are some hardcore flat earthers that are Christians out there. I just, I wasn't sure what you were. I, 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 I think, I think it's bounded somewhere. I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm more earth bounded, <laughs> earth bounded. I'm way more in the camp that we didn't go to the moon, uh, than a flat earth. We should have a whole separate podcast of just like conspiracy theory stuff that we could talk about. Should we, would that be interesting to anyone? Uh, I think, I think so. I mean, <laughs> There's just some stuff on here that we talk about and that we could go a lot deeper into and discuss. And most, but most of the stuff we just have to kind of surfacey because we've got other stuff to discuss because it's supposedly a Marvel comic book podcast. Supposedly, <laughs> this is a comic. What do you believe? What do you believe? Yeah, I think the Earth is round, and I think the perfect example is when you were using the ball and trying to illustrate that to your children. Yes, with how time works. Because you didn't use a, a bounded object or a piece of paper or something of four cor- corners, you know? <laughs> right, <yes. laughs> And that's what time zones are. You wouldn't have time. A buddy of mine, uh, he's like, no, no, I'm not even open to the possibility. I was like, why? He said, because the sun travels around the sky. He's like, that's it. That's all I need. It rises over here. It sets over here. No, I'm done. <laughs> I was like... But what about, like, all the theories about, like, it being holograms and all this kind of stuff? He's like, no, that's stupid. No. No, that's that's foolishness. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's talk. So, Africa. Okay. So, you're flying from Newark to Togo. Uh, So, when will you arrive in Togo? Around noon. What day? Friday. 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 Okay. So, you'll be there Friday. Yeah. So, it's an overnight flight. Yeah. What does that What does that weekend look like? Do you know? I don't know. I they're gonna pick us up from the airport, drive us to the hospital compound, uh, which is three hours north, um, and then I guess they drop us off at this house that we haven't seen, and they say, "Here you go. Let us know if you need anything." <laughs> <laughs> now, what if you get there and you say, "Ooh, you know." Maybe this wasn't the right decision. Oh, see, I haven't, just... I haven't told them, but I got a round trip ticket in my back pocket. So, no, <laughs> I, don't. I don't. See you guys. <laughs> this wasn't for us. Can I get a taxi? <laughs> so, like, we are allowed to bring fourteen uh, suitcases that hold fifty pounds each, 
And oh, then, okay. and that's just checked bags. So then we can have our carry on and then a personal item. So we could actually go to the airport with 28 suitcases. <laughs> oh my God. We hope, hopefully we won't get anywhere close to that, but I think we're, I think we're at 14 out here last time I checked. I mean, cause we have to, we have to buy like, we're not going to have food when we get there. So we have to bring some easy meals to start out with. So. And you don't have electricity. We do have electricity. Oh, you do? Yeah, so are you joking or no? No, I was, I really didn't think you did. I thought this was like Little House on the Prairie in Africa. Oh, no, 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 because I said there's a possibility we might be able to do the podcast still. Oh, you're right. I guess you need electricity for that. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, so there's electricity. The internet is iffy. Yeah. Uh, But because it's a hospital, they have generators, so when the, the electricity goes off you know they kick on in like five seconds so okay so you might be podcasting from the maintenance closet at the hospital i mean let's hope so hopefully not the or right Uh, so is there a level i mean we'll get to the comics but is there uh tell me how you're feeling right now i if it were just me i'd be fine but i'm trying to keep everyone calm uh, mm-hmm. there's, you know, stress levels. Uh, you know, we said yesterday at church, they had a fantastic send off and they did like a commissioning and a send off for us. And it was pretty, uh, it was pretty emotional because everybody came through like a receiving line and, you know, cried on our shoulders and hugged us. And, um, you know, you may not know it, but you know, people like us. So, um, sure. <laughs> sure, sure, I've heard that. <laughs> I see your Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, you probably see my Facebook more than I do. Because uh, obviously Jackie's the one posting most of it. Obviously, yes. Because some of the stuff that she wrote, I was like, Andy would never say that. <laughs> like what? <laughs> uh, she had, what? like, what are some questions you have for us? And so, of course, I posted four things that had nothing to do about Africa. Yes. And... One of them was, you know, what are each of your, of the seven of your favorite Tina Turner songs? And she was like, we all love Simply the Best. And I was like, wrong! That's not Andy, that's Jackie typing. <laughs> she had to ask me for some Tina Turner songs. She's like, what, she what are they? What are they? <laughs> she, didn't, uh, she didn't explain Revelation to me. Oh. I asked her to explain that. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I was like, Andy would have, ex- Andy would have like, when it's been like, cr- knuckles cracking, challenging. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> sort, of, sort of like what I just did with the, the flat earth and everything. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Let me tell you what I think. Okay. <laughs> and then some people were just like, their reaction to my question was like, eye roll emoji or whatever. Like, you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, somebody at the lunch, we actually had a lunch yesterday, and they said, who was that asking? I was like, oh, that was Jared. And then Jackie leans over to me, and they say, they don't know who that is. I was like, oh, it's my buddy who I do the podcast with. They were like, oh, oh, okay, okay. Is he a believer? <laughs> do we need to pray for him? <laughs> Doesn't believe in the flat earth, I'll tell you that. <laughs> So, well, anyway, we um, I saw, before we move on, uh, I, I saw that we had some voicemails. We do. We had two voicemails. 
All right, so let's get to them. I think this one is from our good friend, Kevin McVicker. Uh, actually, an episode was named after him, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, let's see what Kevin has to say. Hey, guys, this is uh, Kevin McVicker. Um, just wanted to uh, wish best luck to uh, Andy on his journeys. Um, I'll miss doing uh, pretend interviews. Um, and faking that you were, uh, in, in the room when I did this fake interviews. Um, so, uh, but have fun out there, man. Uh, I don't know anything about Africa except for, uh, District 9 and the gods must be crazy. So I really don't know what to tell you to expect, but have fun. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Kevin. I really appreciate it. And yes, I don't know much about Africa either. Uh, I did watch District 9. <laughs> fun, fun fact, okay? Yeah. I know it's totally off topic. The very first scene where they're pulling out clothes for the refugees and everything, they pull out a North Lake Christian volleyball uh, t-shirt. North Lake Christian is where I went to high school. And I, my sister has that exact same t-shirt. So I don't what? know where they got it, but it is definitely from our school. Uh, and they used it in the movie and they passed it out to some prawn refugee. Yeah, I wonder what uh, the connection to that is. I don't know. I don't know how the... I mean, I thought they filmed it in South Africa, right? I thought so. Well, but, I mean, you've seen Black Panther. That was in Africa. (laughs) Right. South Africa is a more real place than Wakanda. I'm just thinking, like, if you're trying to figure out what Togo is going to be like... It's probably like Wakanda. Totally. and But probably more like... um, I don't know, maybe like Infinity War Wakanda when they're attacking it. Uh, so maybe there's they don't have all of the advanced stuff that Wakanda used to have, but they're working their way. They just have to vi- you know mine the vibranium, and then Togo is ready to go. That's probably what it is. Vibranium and phosphate, that's what they have. Yeah, a phosphate. I'm actually, this is... I am not trying to be rude. I don't know. This could be taken wrong. Who knows? But the, some of the pictures I've seen, they uh, they do look like M'Baku. Like some of the, the clothes they dress up north and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. So it should be interesting. I thought maybe they were just like huge muscular men. I meant the clothes. I mean, I'm sure they have muscles. You know, who doesn't have muscles? <laughs> I'm sure they have muscles. I'm sure they have muscles. You need them in the body. You need they them have muscles them. Are there muscles in Africa? Who Does, knows? Can someone check on that? Our producer, can you check on that? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, get get back to us, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you for calling in, Kevin. All right, let's hit it. This one is from, you know, it says Scott here, but we we all know. We all know it's the writer of Spider-Man, Dan Slott. <laughs> no, Scott. it's, it's yeah. Scott Jimenez. Uh, yep, known him for a long time since we... I mean, since we worked on Comic Booked, and you were, did a couple episodes of that too on that podcast, and he was wasn't he didn't he have his own podcast over there? I I just did one show with you guys, and it was hard to get a word in, so I texted you from my phone. I was like, I'm gonna log out. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he and I wrote together on ComicBooked dot uh, com, and then he uh, kind of. I don't know, stuck with us, and, and you good. befriended him. Now, you, you've met him in person, correct? Yeah, we've met a lot. Man, man. That must yeah, he's be a the great life. guy. 
And it his kid Torin is just his kid Torin is just like the cutest kid ever. Just adorable. Wow. How old? Do you know? Torin is probably now five or six. And he'll send us uh, like his school pictures and stuff because Jennifer really loves him too. So his picture will go on our refrigerator. And, right by your kids' pictures. <laughs> oh yes, all these kids that you don't have—that's great. They're, like, <laughs> they're great, but they're just on the fridge. <laughs> I love this kid, and I love these kids, and I love these kids, and I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Scott. Let's hear what you have to say. Hey, this is Scott, uh, regular poster on the N6 N6T on Facebook. Hey, I uh, just wanted to give a quick message, a quick shout out to the Andy Kirby, the one and only Andy Kirby. Hey, uh, I know we've kind of known each other for a couple of years now, and with uh, with what you're getting ready to do, I just wanted to give you a holler and say I got mad respect for you. Uh, what you are planning on doing, what you and your family are planning on doing, this grand new endeavor that you are about to go on, is truly admirable i know to you it seems second nature seems like hey this is my calling this is what i'm going to do but (laughs) there are so many people in this world that just just cannot do it they 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 don't have they don't have what it takes but you do and i have nothing but mad respect for you so real quickly before this goes on any longer i just want to say it's been it's been a great time listening to you and Jared on the podcast from the 616 to the M6P. We're going to miss you. Look forward to hearing from you. And I'll be hoping, hoping I can keep you on Facebook so I can, I can uh, you know, get updates on what you get, what you're doing, what your family's doing. So good luck. And we will see you hopefully and hear from you very soon. And also Jared, the Andy Kirby, both of you, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Scott, thank you so much for those words. Man, I feel I Jackie and I both, we feel like imposters. Like we feel like who are we to do this and um it's kind of, it's so weird. It's so weird because at one at one point we're just you know, on one hand, I guess is what I'm trying to say. On one hand, we say, yeah, I mean, this makes sense. This is the next step and everything. Um, but on the other hand, we're like, whoa, I mean, our if you look at our lives, if you look at, it's just, you know, we're messes. You know, we, we, we got, we have problems and everything. And um, um, we just, you know, we're like, who are we to go over here? And um, we fool a lot of people by people thinking we're perfect no we're not people they, they said there at the church uh yesterday they were like and we're sending our best i was like please just don't say that like that that really hurts like i am not the best do you know what i thought yesterday do you know what i did yesterday do you know i yelled at my kids like do you know like all these things in my life i'm just like oh my goodness definitely not the best um but thank you so much that means a lot to me um you know it's we have all our friends here and we have all our uh, friends across the nation actually that are excited for us. Um, but few people can understand. I have these podcast friends. I have these comic book friends who I've never met, who I've talked to and written and interacted with for a decade now that when I hear from them, 
and I hear that they they're encouraging me to to do this and to step out on faith, it just means the world to me. So thank you very much. And I, I'll cut it. I'll cut it at that. But I, I don't want to dwell on it. But thank you so much. Well, and I just want to say, don't forget that God doesn't call the perfect to do His will because if He called the perfect, then He'd have no one to call. <laughs> right. So exactly. Uses, he uses people where they are for what he needs. So it's it's a great honor that he's called you to do this. Thanks. As broken as you are. As broken and irreparable. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this is a comic book podcast. This is the M6P. Uh, it stands for Marvel 616 Politics, but we can't say that anymore because ever since <laughs> Secret Wars and everything like that, they messed it up. Anyway, um, yes. So, we are sponsored by DCB Service, Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, the best place on the internet to get your single issues 40% off cover price. Fantastic. DCBService.com. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. That's CRPSavings.com for all of your Office Depot needs. We're sponsored by MichaelWebSolutions.com for your SEO needs. And we're sponsored by TheMarvelousBox.com, where for $25 every quarter, you can get over $100 of Marvel graphic novels delivered right to your front door. And aren't we sponsored by Michael Web Solutions? Yes, which I just said. You said that? Michael Web Solutions? Yes, I said CRP Savings, then Michael Web Solutions, then The Marvelous Box. Oh, I'm sorry. I was waiting for Michael Web Solutions at the end. Michael Webb Solutions, you usually say at the end. That's when you say Michael Webb Solutions. No, no, I don't. Have you been listening to this podcast? I always end with the marvelous box of our sponsors. Anyway, the reason why I'm harping (laughs) on them is because Darren over at Michael Webb Solutions has really helped us out recently Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. our website. And uh, because of this transition and because we don't know what we're doing... um, we asked him to step in and see if he could fix a couple things on the website um, so we didn't get blacklisted. Um, and <laughs> he did. He swooped in, and I've been kind of keeping tabs on uh, our spam filters, and they are a lot cleaner. So, um, And there was other problems as well, but he is fixing those as we speak. So if you need help, uh, reach out to Michael Web Solutions. You can Google him, and uh, Darren will help you out or one of the other guys over there. All right, so you can go to our website, theM6p.com. You can uh, hit us up on Twitter at theM6p. You can email us at m6plc at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and YouTube under theM6p. You can give us a call like Kevin and Scott did and be a part of the show by calling 616-755-TINA. And you can also check out all of our T-shirt designs we have up on tpublic.com. Just do a search for the M6P. All right. So, what do we got going on tonight? We got some 2099 titles and Annihilation Scourge. All right. Fantastic. Uh, these two. What do you? What, what can you tell me? What do you? What do you know? Like some background information about these two? Anything? Well, so two. The 2099 line, I remember that came out in the early 90s. It's like uh, Spider-Man, Punisher, Ravage, X-Men, Doom. Those were kind of the main ones. 
And they floated in, you know, they they only lasted for a little bit, a couple years, not a couple, a few years probably. And then you've seen them return back here and there uh, in, like, different one-shots or crossovers or stuff like that. Um, but they haven't really, like, this, these 2099 series, this, this one-shot stuff that they're doing right now, kind of steps back and takes a look at how we would imagine 2099 in the year... 2019, as technology has updated and we have a different view of the future than we did in 1991, 1992, when the original 2099 books were coming out and and uh, what we thought the future would be like then, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it it seems like Rosenberg, or they were in a, a, a creators conference type thing that Marvel has, one of the retreats that they have, and he said. Do you guys realize that 2019 is 80 years from 2039 or uh, 1939, which was when the first, I think that's when Timely Comics were coming out, right? Yeah. And then he said, and also it's 80 years from 2099. So we're right in the middle right now, 2019. And um, so they kind of, Nick Spencer kind of, develop that and kind of ran with it and it is what you said they're kind of redefining and re-looking at 2099 and not necessarily going back on the on the whole continuity that they have on 2099 since when was it that they came out 98 92 something like that yeah early 90s okay so around 92 i think and um but they're kind of changing it up, and like you said, they're kind of saying, okay, well, what has changed? Let's see if we can update it from the early 90s, which, I mean, man, the early 90s were 20 years ago. How crazy That's is crazy. That? Well, I mean, it's almost 30 years ago now. It was 30 years, ago. yeah. Whew, man. That's Feel nuts. That's so, so uh, you want to go through, um, so this is a series of one-shots, right? They have a 2099 Alpha and a 2099 Omega, and then they have... Do you know how many one-shots they have throughout? Well, I know there's Ghost Rider, Conan, Venom, Spider-Man, Doom. Fantastic Four. Mm, okay. Punisher. So there's six, yeah. seven. <laughs> seven, seven, seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very interesting. I, what do you think about this format? Because, I mean, Annihilation Scourge is doing the same thing, right? It's a bunch of one-shots with bookends. Yeah, I'm going to go for a thumbs up with this, because it seems like it's pretty self-contained. It's telling a few stories, putting it all together. Uh, this will probably be wrapped up in a nice graphic novel, everything all together, as opposed to oversaturating the market, uh, making the, the main story really stretched out over four or five or six months, and then having all these little side titles with these side characters, and and at the end of it, you realize, oh my goodness, there's probably 46 books if I want to know everything about the 2099 or everything about Annihilation Scourge. This is really nice and compact and succinct, if you will. Nice word. Succinct. I, I like that word. It's a nice one. It's very compact. I hope that you can use it uh, <laughs> with the children. When I explain how the, you know, how time works and flying and everything. <laughs> So, okay, so I have mixed feelings about this format, actually, because it makes it seem like Marvel is not all in on this story. And I'm saying Wait, that... You, hold on, hold on. Are you saying we're not agreeing on something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying oh. 
I'm just saying there's more to consider, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with Annihilation, how that came out previously, it was the Annihilation, I think it was the Annihilation title, like one through six, right? And then, and then it was side stories. four different miniseries, four uh, issues each. So you had 16 plus Annihilation, which was six, so 20-ish books. And to, to me, it was like, that means it's a big deal. And that means this, that, you know, and there are other series that are spinning out of this. Like, that's where we got Nova, and then that's where we got Guardians of the Galaxy from Annihilation Conquest. So, like, that seemed like a really big deal. To me, when I realized it was just a bunch of one-shots here on both these titles, 2099 and Annihilation Scourge, mm-hmm. I was like, so they just decided let's try this or they didn't want to commit to this or I mean it really just made me think that that's going to be forgotten but on one hand it's cool like you said like if you don't want to read it you don't have to read it it doesn't permeate the entire story uh, the entire line of books Um, and so it's very secluded you can keep it over there and not have to worry about it but then also, on the other hand, you're like, well, it's not worth my time if everybody's just going to forget about it, right? I, I see both sides, yeah. Like, what do you prefer? Would you rather it be 47, 48 titles or small and compact but matter? I, you know, I kind of like the... I don't like the crossovers where they take pieces of all the books that you're reading and they force them to participate. I don't like that. Um, and so, you know, what did they do that with Pleasant Hill? Welcome to Pleasant Hill? Or um, what was that called? You know what I'm talking about? Avengers Standoff? Yes. Yeah. So I didn't like that because then I was like, okay, well, now it's two issues from this book I wasn't reading and two issues from this book I wasn't reading. You know, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that kind of stuff. So if I wanted the story, I had to kind of backpedal and figure out who these characters were and everything. So I don't like that. And so this is better than that. But at the same time, I would love for it to be fleshed out because I don't know what you thought about the Annihilation uh, Alpha, but the pacing was way too fast. No, the pacing was perfect. The, so? I just I don't like. I, there are other writers that would take that one shot and make it a six issue story arc. Yes, and that's just I don't know. Like that seems like at yeah, three ninety nine a pop, or if it you know it's a limited series, uh, you know, special event four ninety nine a pop. That's five books times that's thirty dollars. Well, that's okay. That is true. Silly. That and, is, but it's also like too much exposition is not always good. But they the characters didn't seem real. It's they seemed like they were like caricatures uh, and playthings. Like when Blastar is talking to um, Annihilus, you know, like there's no strategy session. <laughs> this yeah. is sounds so boring. So, but, you know, and they're not sitting down. They're not formulating plans, and and so you don't th- you don't get the sense that it's very dire or anything like that. Um, and so you're just like, oh yeah, here, here comes somebody and they're gonna, yeah, okay, they wiped out the planet and they're taking over this. Okay, alright, okay, thanks. And then also with the 2099, um, well that was a little bit more cryptic. That, yeah. that really did bring in 
a ton of like, okay, I'm going to try to connect this story because we're going to see this character later and we're going to connect, you know, a little bit of this story and nothing was explained. So that was like just to whet your appetite for when you can figure out who these people even were, like when you read the one shots. But then the tough part of that was there was so little said. I didn't know what even was going on. Yes. In, in that one shot, it was kind of hard for me to follow because I already don't know who the 2099 characters are. So then there's like four or five, six pages, and I don't know who these people are and what's going on, and then it switches to a new one. Like, oh, what is yeah, this? I wish there was some way... You know, I know that the, some of these characters haven't become these characters yet in this, but could it just say the future Ghost Rider, the future Conan, the future Punisher, so that you know, like, oh, we switched settings, this doesn't connect, <laughs> like, I have no idea. <laughs> right. Well, I think I would have just eliminated the 2099 one-shot, alpha one-shot altogether, and either put those four, five, six pages with each of the individual one-shots, or just not have it, because... I ultimately didn't need any of that information to read the 2099 one-shots. Does this seem like one continuous story to you? Like, with the books... Which ones have you read so far? For 2099, I got Alpha, and I got Conan, and I picked up Ghost Rider, but I didn't read it. Okay, okay. So, was... You say Conan. Is it Conan or Conan? Yeah. Okay. Depends right. on which part of the country you're in. Conan. So... <laughs> When uh, when you read Conan, uh, did it connect at all? I didn't see him in the Alpha book. What did I miss? Was he in there Alpha? Were, there were a couple pages that just dealt with that story, but again, like I said, you know, it wasn't it wasn't crucial. Okay, so I picked up Punisher and I picked up Venom, but I only read Punisher. Uh, I read Alpha also. Um, and so I thought that was cool how that connected, how it just was a callback, but I had to figure it out. And I, I may be silly, but basically um, what happened, if you haven't read it, is in the first couple pages of Alpha, you have these two uh, soldiers or private police officers that break up this fight and kill these Thor-looking dudes. Um, and then... Punisher picks up right from there where the guy is like, man, I have serious doubts about what I just did. And he's reviewing these tapes and everything. Now, it was pretty cool because um, basically it is a reimagination of 2099 based on today. And it talks about social scores. It talks about everything being taped. It talks about like what is objective reality and not people's perception and how do you how do you discipline or punish or or police people um, when everybody has different opinions? And so they have this computer AI that does it objectively. But the deal is somebody tampered with it. And so basically they're lying to the public and they're just killing people willy-nilly. Now, do you know anything about Punisher 2099 in previous issues? I don't. Okay. I don't either. <laughs> but, but this is a new dude. Uh, it's Hector Tago or Tahoe or something like that. And he is a new Punisher. But what I couldn't figure out is when I was doing research on the old Punisher, Jake, 
oh man, what's his name? Jake Gallows is the 2099 Punisher. He's in this book and he's the other police officer and he comes back uh, and he just kills him. Hector, spoiler alert, Hector <laughs> comes back and kills the Punisher 2099 who he's working with. And so I don't know if it's just totally discounting previous continuity or or was it supposed to be the same guy like is it a nod to the fans or is it part of the story because he killed that guy who is 2099 punisher pretty easily Hmm. so i don't know i tried to do a little bit more research on that but there wasn't much that i found so what was uh conan like so well back to punisher though so, is it like do you want to keep reading more about this character? No. Well, I think the draw for uh, Punisher twenty ninety nine is the world, the like the social scores and functioning in that kind of minority report world, and him overthrowing it. So, I guess the setting is more captivating to me and how they would do it than this guy. You know, like, there's nothing about this guy. Like, he actually exposed a crime that he committed to everybody um, for justice sake, which is a little bit different than what Punisher does, right? But he said, like, the first person he punishes pretty much is himself. And he says, well, it was punishment, and I got what I deserved. And then he went kind of into exile uh, wearing the mask and everything. So that was an interesting take, but I mean, he seems a lot more altruistic than the regular Punisher. So I, they would have to really develop his character for me to to read that. You know, I, I don't know if they could do too much more with him. Mm. But th- what's interesting about this series, though, is that um, there's a couple Spider-Man books, like Amazing Spider-Man 33 and 34, and maybe even 35, that's wrapped up in the storyline. Yeah, I saw that in the footnotes. So, I mean, obviously Amazing Spider-Man leads up to it, but then, I mean, I don't know how much it really has to do with any of this, you know? I think yeah. there, I think there's an overall story that's going to be told, but these one-shots may not connect. They may be just background information setting up the environment and the context for the reader. Gotcha. Hmm. So, I mean, it's more like these characters and watching them play in this world and what would happen rather than one giant story arc. Yeah, just like these little pieces. Yeah, and it's kind of weird. I I still am undecided how I feel about that. It's like, is this a waste of time? Or are they, is it, if it was something I was totally just not into, um, like let's say it was Inhumans, right? Just totally not into. Then I'd be like, why in the world would you create this thing and just hope that people are interested um, it seems like such a waste of time when you could just put resources toward some of your other characters that everybody loves um, but because it's kind of a world that is interesting I was like oh okay well uh, this I read this story it doesn't really connect to the overall story but that's okay because it gave me more background information on you know this reality or this setting I was okay with that mm-hmm. so what was uh, Conan like so Conan is not a character that I've ever really read or that I was even excited about when I found out that Marvel got the Conan rights. Uh, kind, of, 
kind of like when they got the rights to the Spawn character Angela. It's like, I'm fine with my Marvel people. I don't need more people from outside, you know? Right. But this was actually a, a really good one-and-done story, I thought. And I could be totally wrong, and th- this might have Conan's characterization wrong, and it could be terrible, but from me coming in as a brand-new reader to the Conan universe, I enjoyed this a lot. Really? Uh, yeah, I thought it was a good. It was good, and I don't need any more because it to- it wrapped up the whole story in one issue, and and I enjoyed it a lot. It, Conan is is uh is king. He lives longer, and uh, he becomes king. And all the the people are coming to give him gifts because he's been anointed king. And Morgan Le Fay shows up, and uh, he threatens to kill her and uh, she says you're not going to kill me this day and she releases some demons out and soon enough he just stabs her right through the gut and says yeah I'm going to kill you and while she's dying she curses him and she says that uh, she curses him to live until the sun burns the, er the earth under your feet and I'll live within your mind until then so he laughs it off or whatever and Conan goes about his day. Um, his day. <laughs> but his, his day, his life, his years, his years really. And lo and behold, Morgan Le Fay has put herself in his head. And that's how she is surviving is by being this other voice. And he tries to ignore her. He tries to argue with her. Um, the people think that he's crazy because he's always talking to someone else. And turns out, well, it's Morgan is in his head. So he uh, goes through a couple different adventures, but he's on a quest to do to do something. Not quite sure what. And uh, so he finds this old, well, I guess not old, but he finds a Nova. I don't think it's Richard Ryder, uh, but it's a Nova, a no- someone from the Nova Corps. And he gets their helmet, and he heads off to, I think it was, was it Vegas, maybe? He heads off to this building, and uh, he he breaks into the building, and he uh, has like the big Nova star on the side, and he breaks in and and he goes in to to get something, and the people are like, oh, it's whatever, you know, it's uh, the treasure that was in there is dead and gone, and he's like, it's that's not what I'm looking for, he, and there's a dead Nova core person inside the building and and Morgan the Fay is laughing at him and uh, he takes off the, the helmet and it turns out that it was like the last spaceship left that is going to head off into to space through the, using the Nova Corps and he heads towards the sun uh, and and it turns out that he's going to try and kill the Morgan the Fay from his mind and the, I mean, that's what the curse was, that until the sun burns under his feet. And Morgan flips out, just like, you know, your body was supposed to be mine. And, you know, I was supposed to, she, her intent was to drive him mad. And then she would have his form to rule. Uh, oh, never, okay. All right. Sorry, I'm not maybe doing the best. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. Usually I write this out instead of free flow it. And I'm uh, free flowing, and I've never been a good free flowing rapper. I got to write my rap free flowing rapper. Yeah, I'm free not good at riffing. Lil Mayo isn't good at riffing. <laughs> Little Mayo. So uh, <laughs> off they head out into space, and 
she dies. They get close to the sun, she dies. He breaks out of the spaceship, floats around, and he's got the Nova helmet on, and he walks off into the nothingness of space. It was really, it was really good. I definitely enjoyed it. So but I don't need any more. Have you read any uh, Conan in Savage Avengers? No, no. This is the first Conan comic book I've ever read. Wow. And Are you reading Savage? Um, I read the first issue. I liked it. It wasn't. There was not much to it. Uh, I'll probably try to catch up. Um, uh, you know, because Gary is uh, sending me a bunch of a bunch of codes. So, oh, good guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. He specifically asked. He's like, "How can I keep sending you these in Africa?" And so we're using, you know, an app. So anyway, fantastic. Oh, that's so awesome. Thanks, yeah, Gary. I, yes, thank you very much. Hopefully, we'll be able to continue the podcast uh, over there in some form or fashion with the with his help. Um, I forget what we were talking about. You had asked me if I'd read Conan in Savage Avengers. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I just, I thought it was interesting, and he seems like a cool character. I just don't know bringing him into nowadays. I think it's strange that, like, your first time reading him is so far removed. Like, not only is it (laughs) not in his day and age, but it's not even in the 616 uh, current timeline. It's even in the future. Now, I, that's one thing I wanted to ask you before we wrap up on 2099. When I was doing the research, it sounded like 2099 and Miguel O'Hara, which is the Spider-Man, is from Earth 928 or 938 or something like that. But everybody keeps saying that this is the definitive future of Marvel right now. So it would be the 616, right? Or, right now, or are we throwing that all out the window because of Secret Wars? Like everything coalesced? We, I mean, at one point in time, the Days of Future Past was the future of the Marvel Universe. You know? Wow. So I just kind of chalk it up to, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. this, is the, this is definitely the future we're going with. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows what uh, people in 2099 will be reading. Right, yeah, right. But I'm guessing it's not going to be these. <laughs> it's going to be twenty one ninety nine. That's what like Marvel twenty one ninety nine. Well, Who you look even at, know like Iron Man twenty twenty. That used to be a big thing, and now because it was so far in the future, but now we're at Iron Man twenty twenty. Oh, I know. How crazy is that? It is nuts. It's so crazy. <laughs> All right, we good with twenty ninety nine or or anything else? No, I'm good. I, I definitely uh Are you going to read Annihilation. any more? Are you going to no. read any more of this? No, are you? Not even Omega? Oh, it ends too. I guess I I might flip through the ending, but really Conan was the only cuz the the alpha was just all over the place, so I didn't get invested. Conan was the only one I really got invested about and his ending of just walking off into space is good. I don't need any more. <laughs> I mean, are you going to are you going to read Venom and do Omega? Uh, I may... It depends. I'm so far behind on Amazing Spider-Man. When I catch up, if it's compelling enough, uh, then, I, then I'll then i probably pick up Venom and Omega. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, you may be curious. I might pick up Conan, you know? It was... If you were just looking for a one-and-done kind of fun book... Because I didn't know where it was going. Now, I like that. I didn't see... 
Like, because even with, I know we're going into Annihilation, some of it I could see what was going to happen with Annihilation. You know, of course they're not going to defeat them, because otherwise there's no story. <laughs> you know, but with Conan, I just didn't know what the ultimate plan was. Right. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad you got that experience. That's awesome. Now, did you read the original Annihilation? Yes. Okay, so it was in 2006, and I just joined the Air Force. And, um, but I was not up current, you know, like I started picking up, I think that's when I, I got back into comics and I started picking up new X-Men, uh, and that whole thing. And I started reading Uncanny from issue 400, I think, uh, right before Poptopia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So right around there and I was catching up on everything and I was buying just off of eBay anything cheap I could find. And so several years later when I found the Annihilation books like the hardcover, uh, I got that and Conquest all at once. I read it um, and so all the series and everything was all in one book or two books. I loved it. And Abnett and Lanning were my favorites and then I picked up Nova because Nova spun out of that and I read Nova and I read all the way through like Realm of Kings and uh, all that and then finally when we got to the Cancerverse that's when I started saying you know this doesn't have as much of a, a draw now, even the Thanos imperative was good though you know yeah so that's where, when they were doing Annihilation, I, I must have misread something because I thought Abnett was coming back to do this. Oh. But I think he's coming back as, to write Guardians. Is that true? I don't know what he's coming back for. I didn't know he's coming back. Okay. You know, he's been over at DC for a long time. So, anyway, he's coming back to write, I think, Guardians. Um, but I thought it was this, and so I was pretty excited. But when I realized Rosenberg's not bad, I loved his Punisher stuff. Um, but when I just saw that it wasn't him and how this read, I was like, ah, okay, all right. Did you read uh, the Annihilation and Annihilation Conquest? So I purchased the trades, and they're sitting on a shelf in my storage unit. Ah. <laughs> uh... So I haven't read them, but I do own them. Uh, do you have plans to read them? I mean, when they get out of the storage unit? It's they're on my long list. I've got I've got so many many trades, literally like hundreds of trades that I've not read yet. So, I'd like to. <laughs> Does that make really, you feel better? <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel better. Yeah, okay. So do you I mean, did you have any background information on this? I mean, did you read any of the stuff? No, I mean, I know like... An- An- Annihilus does his thing, the Annihilation wave comes, and there's lots of space fighting, and Nova rips out Annihilus's throat and kills him. I know, like, the, the meat and potato gist of it. <laughs> right, the meat and potatoes, yeah. Mm, love meat and potatoes. <laughs> I know that you do. Do they have meat and potatoes in Africa? Uh, they have sweet potatoes uh, in the form of fufu, and then they have some <laughs> dried fish. So we're going to see if that's going to be my meat and potatoes. You're getting dried fish and fufu. <laughs> <laughs> dried fish and fufu. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, okay, so um, Annihilation Alpha, what did you think? 
Well, I told you I I thought it was good. I thought I didn't think it needed to be stretched out anymore. I thought the the one and then done was was good, but you didn't think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the art was good in this, but it was kind of like the the mechanics between Blastar and Annihilate Annihilus just. I mean, it was just so hokey, right? Yeah, so I don't have a whole lot of, uh, like, I know who the characters are. Like, they're they're pretty uh, major Fantastic Four villains. But I hadn't really read a whole lot of stuff with them individually. So I couldn't tell if their characterizations were off or if that's how Annihilus and Blastar really are. Right. I, for some reason, I remember Annihilus being a lot more menacing. And maybe it's because of Hickman's run on Fantastic Four and everything. But, I mean... This this was not good, and then Blastar he's tough to take seriously anyway. What do you think of how they portrayed uh, Richard Ryder? Yeah, it's like oh, he's a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it, it kind of Star Lorded me a little bit, if that's yeah. a, a word. Like they kind of, and I noticed that too in the in the Nova book that I read. I read the one shot afterwards. Is that yeah? I'm seeing some of the MCU humor. Jumping into these books, yeah. Whereas uh, fifteen years ago, you wouldn't have seen this kind of like it would have been just straight serious the whole thing. Yes. What, what do you about, think about you? Is that, big, is that good or bad? That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Are you a big Are you a big Nova fan? Um, I did like that run, the Abnett and Landing, and then when um, when oh my goodness, not Tim Sale, Jeff Loeb. When Jeff Loeb wrote that new Nova book, I was like, nope, can't do it. Yeah. Sam so, Alexander. Yeah, that was a shame. It was a it was an okay thought, but it just wasn't for me. You would think I would like it, but, but no. I think that's where I started to... Why really... would I think you'd like it? Be... <laughs> Don't accuse me. I'm just wondering. <laughs> because it's that... it's. I like the stories that are less superheroes and more the people right and so that's why i like kind of the um the individual the street level characters and everything and yeah. what they have to deal with and that's why i like to runaways that's why i like spider-man um that's why i like daredevil you know but not the superheroic stuff um but i just didn't i just didn't like it i think it was too fantastical for me okay well i mean nova's definitely not a street level character you <laughs> That is true, yes. <laughs> but I mean, the first opening arc was he fought like this giant space tiger thing that was sentient, and that was like, this doesn't make any sense. Why would there be an alien out there that looks like one of our tigers here? And... Well, there are tigers on other planets. Yeah, but this guy, like, it's a whole planet of like walking, talking white tigers. Well, why couldn't there be a whole planet of walking, talking white tigers? It doesn't make any sense to me. I can't. I don't think I can get into this the this whole evolution and flat Earth thing and all that. I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> okay, so um, the your main man showed up in this issue. Yes. Okay, so I have to do a little bit of research of where we left off on this guy. I'm still waiting. Like I remember the funeral where Reed says, "Don't worry." He'll be back. They kind of, you know, would bend us and everything. And I know that was years ago. And then Jeff Lemire, who apparently isn't writing for Marvel anymore, which is crazy. Um, 
he did that little eight issue or whatever uh, on him, and and I, I don't know where that left him because I didn't keep up with that, but it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. It can't be the real century, right? It's got to be the Cancerverse century. Do we well, know? So did you read the the century those that five issue limited series with Century that came out a little while ago? Was that the Jeff Lemire one? Uh, I don't know who wrote it. Okay, all right. So I read the first two or three issues of that. Oh well, then that's why you don't know. You had two more issues. It was a five issue miniseries. So what happened? Well, he flew off into space at the end of it. Oh. It's that. That's it. He just flew up into space. He flew off into space. He said, he told Iron Man, you don't have a choice and flew off into space. Wow. What a defiant son of a gun. I know that century, that Robert Reynolds. So I think that this could be cool just because he has the void and that's the opposite of him. Right. (laughs) Even though I think they merged and everything. And the cancer verse is supposed to be the opposite of the positive verse, sort of, you know, the positive yeah. zone. Yeah. <laughs> so I think if we were to explore that, that would be cool. But I don't see that happening here. So you are down with Century's appearance, or you're not down? Oh no, I'm I'm down. Anytime he shows up, I'm down. Yeah. Even even if he's not written well. You just well, want... I mean, that was Rick Remender's run on Uncanny Avengers, right? He showed up as one of the right. four horsemen. Yeah, that was that was a little rough. That was yeah, that was terrible. But mainly because of the art, yeah. So oh, that was Acuna terrible. or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah, not my not my cup of tea. Eh. So overall, like, I might keep reading this, but again, it's got two strikes against it, right? It's got, the pacing was, like, way too fast, and the characters were kind of iffy. And then, it's just a bunch of one-shots. So it's like, well, I want to read my ongoing books. If I can only read so many books, uh, you know, I want to catch up on Spider-Man. I want to read um, these uh, these other titles, like all the new X-Books and everything. So why would I want to read these disconnected one-shots? I mean, well, it kinda, it's kind of... It's kind of weird to me. It's kind of a slap in the face that Marvel's like, hey, you know, our other books, uh, we know that they don't hold your attention as much. So if you're just looking for something, you know, light and fluffy that you're not into any of these other other storylines, we have these one shots here for you. Well, I think I think it's in the words that you're using. Like the the one shots for 2099 are totally different than the one-shots for Annihilation. The one-shots could really just be Annihilation Scourge, number one, two, three, four, five, six, and then Omega, in the way that they're reading so far. Because Nova takes panels and pages directly from Alpha, and it starts off that issue, and then it goes goes through. And as you're reading Nova, you need to know what happened in Fantastic Four for Nova to make sense. So Nova could be number one, Fantastic Four could be number two. So even though they're called one-shots, they're really just the next, like, the legit next step in the story that you need to know. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, that's, I mean, that's good to know, but it's also interesting in contrast to 2099, right? 
Yeah, I'm wondering if they're just if Marvel's marketing is just kind of messing with, you know, how can we, you know, should we do this story in various titles like Fantastic Four number 84 and, you know, Nova number 1 and launch a new Nova or should we try all these one shots or should we make it a a weekly series? Like I think they're maybe just trying to see, you know, what sticks when they throw everything against the wall. You know what I would do is um I think that depending on the readership and how many, like what books sell, like how much each book is selling. If it was high selling books, then I would keep it as, you know, Spider-Man number 33, number 34, number 35, and then Fantastic Four number 18 and 19 or whatever. If they're low selling characters, then I would do these one shots because then it makes it more easily accessible and you can kind of get them in. If you like this character, then you can read this one shot or if you like this premise or setting, then you can read this one shot. Then then you get readers from two different things. So in that regard, I do think that this is a good... I mean, it probably is really a good marketing idea. Um, because then you can read about these characters if you like them. But then also read about the premise if you like it. And kind of you get sucked in, and you don't have this. Uh, okay, right, I'm coming around from a business perspective. I think you're. I think you're right about that. Coming around. <laughs> coming. I'm coming around. I'm coming around. I just. Right. I think. I think ultimately, and this is a whole nother podcast, but I just think sales are down, and stuff that used to work five years ago, ten years ago, doesn't work. And so I've got. I'm trying to give Marvel. I'm. I'm like their biggest critic, but I want to give them credit for trying something new. And seeing if maybe this works as opposed to like absolute carnage. It was ridiculous how many side stories there were, and it was just out of control. I I felt it was oh, way. That's true. Much. That's true. So that was more like the format of Annihilation, right? Yeah, and this is more of the antithesis of absolute carnage. And let's still tell this huge epic story, but. We don't need the details like Andy wants of people just sitting around and talking. <laughs> right, yeah, who wants that? Uh, <laughs> just No, you're right. No, when you say it like that, and, and really, trying things this way, new marketing techniques, new storytelling ways, instead of just... I mean, let's remember uh, Axel Alonso, as, as, as great a guy as he is, he turned most of the books into funny books, right? Yeah. And then he also changed all these characters and changed their uh, gender, their ethnicity, or changed the, you know, and, and started focusing on new characters that readers didn't want. And now they're bringing them back and saying, we have all these epic stories and we're going to market them different. We're going to release them in a different publication format. Uh, to try that, so you're you're absolutely right. I think that that's there's something to be said for that. Wow, I love it. I love it when you say you're absolutely you're right. absolutely right, Jared. Wow. That sends a shiver up my leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Uh, anything else on annihilation? Uh, it's, made me, it's made me very interested. So I'm going to be reading all the the one shots and. And the Omega to just kind of see where this goes. Wow. These covers are pretty good. Yeah, they all connect. Oh, I didn't even realize. Yeah, look at that. 
<laughs> so yeah, I like I like these cover arts. I, that's one thing I really liked about the original Annihilation and Annihilation Conquest. Uh, the covers are just so good. I, I forget if they're Djurjevic, uh if he was doing them during that time. I forget. Any idea? I don't. Okay. All right. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to keep asking you these terrible questions. No, it's okay. Just off the top of my head, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like my whole comic collection is in storage. I feel just like a big loser. <laughs> I need uh, babies. Mine's all up in the Michigan. Oh, so you took them to your in-laws. Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. So they have them in their garage. Oh, it's is it climate controlled? It's not, but my options were not climate controlled in Louisiana or not climate controlled in Michigan. Hmm. And, and what so made I, you go with Michigan? Because the humidity here would would be murder on them. Oh, for like the glue and stuff? Yep. Yep. Okay. All my trades. We, we brought up ten boxes of trades. Wow. And that was a lot of our luggage up there. You have that many trades. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Not wow. not, not nearly as many as you. Not nearly as many as you. Um, but, yeah, I have a lot. Well, no, you have... You should have let me hold on to your collection. I know, you mentioned that to me, but now they'd be in your storage unit. Well, I'd, first I'd pillage through them and figure out what I want. That Like, Andy ain't coming back, he's staying in Africa. And then what you would sell. This is probably a gift to me anyway, I'm just going to go ahead and sell it. Oh, look, new books for the Marvelous Box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yep, yep. Uh... Do you want to say anything about your move or anything? I mean, like, what, what's going on or the, the the status of you guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, times are kind of changing for both of us. I mean, we're not moving to Africa, uh, but we sold our house last week, and we've been unable to find a home that we want to purchase. But there was a friend at the gym who had sold uh, – who had just purchased a home, and he has been unable to sell his house – so he said, why don't you just live there until I can sell my house and you find a house? Okay, uh, so thank you, I was, God. I was <laughs> that thinking, that is, that is fantastic. I was thinking this the other day. It dawned on me. So would you ever buy his house? Uh, he has tried many times to get us to purchase his house, but it's not. Uh, it doesn't have the, the options that we're looking for, and gotcha. it's not in the area that we're looking to live in. Um, but it is huge. He's charging me a third of what I should be paying for rent oh, for wow. a home this size. It's such a blessing. It is like totally a God blessing. That, now, you're uh, not like ruining the walls, painting like murals of Tina, right? No, we are people that believe in leaving something better than when you found it. So nice. we will deep clean the whole place. And we're going to, if we find a place with the washer and dryer, we brought our own. So we're just going to leave that as a thank you for him. Because oh, he, wow. he really has blessed us. That's so fantastic. That's what we're doing right now. Uh, any timetable on that, or you just keep looking? We look three times a day for, for new homes, and we just haven't. Now is not the right time. Right, yeah. yeah. So we're kind of, we're praying that uh, 
that he sells this house at the same time that we find our house. Because otherwise, then he won't be getting rent or we'll be evicted and have nowhere to live and have to go live at the Comfort Inn or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, if my, uh, if the people who are leasing my house, if they back out, you can always come down here and live in my house. Dude, I didn't go down there when you lived there. I know that. No, I know. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was never invited. That is that true? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, you invited me once or twice or something. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Are, right. Well, just lastly, what are yes. you? What are you got? Three days left. Are you going to your favorite restaurants or do playing your favorite games? What are you doing that you want to just kind of like be your hurrah? Um, I'm trying to have lunch with a couple of my friends that. You know, I want to say goodbye. Um, uh, one, including my brother. I haven't really had a chance to... But he's going to help drive to the airport, so that's good. Um, and really, I'm just trying to hold down the fort. Like, I'm there's like three days left. I'm trying to make sure that the boys here don't destroy my parents. <laughs> so that's like what I'm doing. Uh, Jackie's packing. We're really not... We really aren't doing anything all that fun. So, um, Wednesday night, we might get takeout sushi. Uh, one of the kids was like, yeah, but it won't be enough. It won't be filling. I was like, listen, it's our last meal in America (laughs) that's not in an airport. We'll make it filling. We'll do it. That's right. (laughs) So, yeah, we're kind of, I mean, yeah. Sadly, right now, we're just running around like the last minute things like getting haircuts, chiropractic appointment. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Wes has his two-year-old uh, shots that he has to get all those things. So, you know, it's all logistics, man. Oh, yeah, you got to get a bunch of shots, don't you? Mm. Yes, yeah. So we finally finished our rabies shots, so that's good. <laughs> Do they test you first to see if you have rabies? No, because they figure if they just leave you alone for a while, then you'll eventually die because it's fatal. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Well, all right. our plan, what's our plan, Andy? What's our plan for the, the podcast? Okay, well, this is it. Forever. Goodbye. No. <laughs> here's what we're going to do, okay? So we are going to move forward and and assume that we're going to continue doing the podcast. Try to do it once a month. Uh, that's kind of the schedule that we've been on. Um, if we can do it more, and if it, it turns out that I got more time than I think, um, then we'll we'll pick it up. If we can't do it because either I can't get current comics uh, because of the internet or something like that, we do have a stack of X Men titles like the story arcs, and we have archives. Uh, that we can go back into and do some of our favorite story arcs and go back over them and, and kind of talk about them a whole lot. So, again, there's two things that are up in the air. Timing uh, uh, and internet connection. And then what books are we going to do? So, we we the plan right now is to keep this going. Um, and then we'll, we'll inform everybody from there because we still got the Facebook page. So, Right. Okay. Sound good? Plan. That is the plan. I just want to make sure everybody knows we're not... We're going to try not to be done forever. And we have some other little uh, backup plans 
you know. So we'll just see what happens. Right, yeah. I mean, like, you moving to Africa with us, yeah. Ooh. Maybe yeah. Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda. Yeah. Let me know when you find it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we are sponsored by DCBService.com, Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, the best place on the internet to get your single issues. Order two months ahead and get 40% off cover price. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. You can check them out at www.crpsavings.com. They are a discount membership service for Office Depot. So for $39, you get a lifetime discount membership that you can use online and in stores and save on 95% of the products that Office Depot carries. So check them out at crpsavings.com. We're also sponsored by michaelwebsolutions.com. Uh, that is our SEO partner and uh that's run by Darren Michael, who saved our booties this month and take, took care of our website. And we're in, in huge gratitude to Darren. So definitely check him out if you have any marketing or uh, SEO computer internet needs at michaelwebsolutions.com. We're also sponsored by themarvelousbox.com. They are a discount, not a discount, they are a subscription service for Marvel graphic novels that we run. Uh, $25 a quarter or $90 for an entire year. You get over $100 of Marvel graphic novel shipped to your front door, only the best titles. And you can uh, email us at m6plc at gmail.com. You can look us up on Twitter at the M6P and go to our website, theM6P.com. We're also on Instagram and YouTube under the username theM6P. You can give us a call and be a part of our show. Leave us a comment, ask a question at 616-755-TINA. You can also check out our t-shirts. We have around 40 to 50 designs right now under tpublic.com. Just do a search for the user, the M6P. That's fantastic. I always forget about the t-shirts, but every time I look at them, they're pretty cute. I like them. And we had Aaron's help with that, too. All right, so until next time, this is the M6P. 